If you can remember back, which it's hard to remember, but the day that you were born and God created you and you were born and blessed all the people, a cute little baby you were. And then what happens is we start to grow up. And the first thing that happens as we are growing up is that we start to talk. You have mama, dada, dog, all the popular things that the kids say when they're young. Do you realize that when you are born and you begin to talk, from that point on until you close your eyes, if let's just say you live to be 80 years old, you would have already spoken 860 million words. 860 million words. Some people, that, that really that figure is 860 million to a billion words. So really, if you are talking and living this life, by the time you die, you might have already spoken 860 million words. Some of y'all would have spoken a billion words. You know who you are. And so what it is, is we have a lot of things coming out of our mouth as we are going through life. Through a given day, we're going to speak anywhere from 10 to 20,000 words, sometimes 30,000 words. You take that and you multiply that by every day of the year. In a year, we're speaking 10,950,000 words. And so we're going to talk about words because I think it's really important as Christians that we understand the power and how powerful our words are and what comes out of our mouth, how important that is, and then especially what God has to say about that. Psychiatrists say and psychologists say that a negative word, that every time a negative word is spoken by a person to another person, Every time there is a negative word that comes out of our mouth to another person, it takes 8 to 12 positive words just to overcome that one negative word. So if I were to say a negative word to someone in this room, it would take 8 to 12 positive words to overcome that one negative. Well, why is that? Well, it's mainly because of our sin nature. We are fallen as a, as a creation because of the sin in the garden. And because of that, we look at the negative. And so when someone says something negative to us, a negative word to us, and the 860 million words that they say every day, then what happens is we look at that and we take that to heart and we start processing that. And so psychiatrists say that it's very important that we be very, very careful of the negative words that we say. You know, psychiatrists can say that, but before psychiatrists said it, the Word of God said it. And God said it, because this is God's Word. I just know that there are a lot of words that we can use in today's society. There are times that I think it is very important that we as Christians understand that we need to learn to choose our words wisely. So my question to you today is this, do you choose your words wisely? And we'll talk about that. Are you a wise person when it comes to choosing your words? What comes out 10,000 to 20,000 times a day? 
Do you choose your words wisely? Here's someone that probably didn't choose his words very wise. It's a T for officers and their wives. A commanding general at the base delivered an endless sermon. A young lieutenant grumbled to the woman sitting beside him. What a pompous and unbearable old windbag he is. The woman turned to him. Her face was red with rage. Excuse me, Lieutenant, do you have any idea who I am? No, ma'am, the man fumbled. I am the wife of the man you just called unbearable windbag. He looks at her and says, well, ma'am, do you have any idea who I am? And she says, no, I don't. He said, good, so he got up and ran and hid in the crowd because he didn't choose his words wisely. Have you all ever gotten to a place in your life to where maybe you said something and then afterwards the Holy Spirit convicts you that maybe you didn't choose your words wisely? Negative words can destroy homes. Negative words can destroy people. Negative homes can destroy institutions. More than any other thing in this world, words can destroy other people. And so what we're going to talk today and tonight about is our words. I want us to look at when we say a lot of words, how we use them and how God wants us to use them. And I also want us to realize this, that what I'm holding in my hand right here are words. But these aren't my words And these aren't your words, these are God's words. These are the words that came out of the mouth of the creator of this universe, God's word. And so tonight, as we're talking about words, I think it'd be good that we understand how to speak to one another with words, how to talk to one another with words, but I also think it's very important that we understand this. God has said some things to you. That's why tonight, during the sermon, I'm going to be introducing to you to this right here. This is what I call the baskets of blessing. Now, what the basket of blessing is, is there's 50 words of God in here. Now, I'm not going to read all 50, so I'm not. But what I've done is I prayed over this basket before I came here because I know that God wants you to hear from Him more than God wants you to hear from me. Even though I'm God's spokesman tonight, God still wants you to hear from Him. So I prayed before I came out, and this is the baskets of blessing. I prayed in my office, and I said, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then I'm going to take one from me. So the baskets of blessing, I went ahead and took one out for me, and it was uh, God's a great God. Here's God's word. God comforts my anxiety. In in Psalm 94, 19, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comfort delights my soul. So you know what the word of God says? Not me, I'm not saying this to you. It's saying this, if you've ever dealt with anxiety, if you get anxious about something, what this scripture, what the word of God out of the creator's mouth says to you 
is this. He will speak in comfort. God's comfort will help you with your anxiety. That's a basket of blessing right there. That's straight out of the Creator's mouth. So are you anxious tonight? Is there something tonight that's causing anxiety in your life? Are you nervous about something tonight? Maybe you've had a bad week and you just needed some thing. God's saying right here that He's going to comfort you. And so as we hear from God in the baskets of blessing, like I said, we won't be able to go through all of them, but I believe God's going to bring out the ones that He wants people here to hear tonight as we go to the baskets of blessing. So as we hear from the true Word of God, the most important words are the words of God. Amen? Not what I'm going to say, even though what I'm saying is important because I'm going to back it up with the Word of God. The true words of God are in this basket right here, which is from the creator of the universe, to help you in your walk in this life that we live as a Christian. And so as we get back to our 860 million to a billion words that we say in a lifetime, we need to understand the scripture in Matthew 12, 36 and 37 that says this. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment from every empty word that has been spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. I read that out of the Word of God, and I'm convicted almost every time. Knowing that what comes out of this mouth of mine, God looks at as very important. And so I have to realize that Jesus Christ who came into my heart and saved my soul from my sin and lives within me with the Holy Spirit wants me to be very careful with my 860 million words because He knows this according to the Word of God that what I say someday is going to come back and I'm going to have to give an account. We're on Wednesday. So we start Sunday, and so the question I would have to ask myself is, I'm four days into this week, if I had to give an account of everything I've said this week, would God be pleased? Would God be pleased with what came out of my mouth as I spoke to my wife? Would God be pleased with what came out of my mouth as you spoke to your husband or your children? Would God be pleased with what, maybe how you spoke to one another? And so we have to be wise in the way that we choose our words. So the first thing I want to talk about with us here together is this. First, our words need to bring healing and not destruction. That's the first point. First of all, our words need to bring healing and not destruction. Think about this. Proverbs 12:18 says this, the words of the reckless pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. And so God is saying to us that it is wise for you and wise for me to be able to speak to one another in a way that is going to bring healing to their soul. Because reckless words They pierce like a sword. 
a sword sharp, right? And so a reckless word, something that we say out of anger or haste, or even our own opinion that has nothing to do with the Word of God. What, ha- what the Bible says is that reckless word is like stabbing somebody with a sword. And can you imagine the pain that goes through somebody's life if they're stabbed with a sword? And so the question comes to me that I have to ask myself, have I used any reckless words this week? Ooh, that's convicting. But yet God says for you to be wise, what I want you to do is this. I want you to speak words to people that are going to bring healing. That are going to lift that person up. That is going to encourage that person. That is going to take that person to a place that maybe they haven't been in in months. And that is Someone that's speaking into them healing and speaking into them love and speaking into them kindness and building them up. That's the way God wants his people to be. That's why the scripture says that. I believe as Christians, even though, now listen, we're not perfect, right? So, but, but. Right is still right, and we need to ask God forgiveness when we're wrong. But I believe reckless words should never take place ever at your home, even though sometimes we sin and we have to ask God to forgive us. Husbands and wives should be wise and not speak reckless words to one another. I believe in God's house, of all places where we come to worship, The most holy God, I believe there should never be reckless words that come out of people's mouths in the house of God. Because God wants us as Christians to be wise with our words. And God wants us to speak healing into people. And so when I see you Sunday and you see me Sunday, I sure hope we can speak healing into each other. Boy, it's great to see you. I love you. God loves you. Jesus is there for you. I'll pray for you. See what healing? I mean, don't you all just feel better hearing that? Instead of, I don't like that. I don't like this. Oh, the toast is burnt. See, reckless words, they just, they, they hurt. And so the Bible says this, we need to learn to speak words of healing. The Bible also says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But what is helpful to build others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So the Bible is saying to us that we need to be very careful not to let any unwholesome, ungodly words come from our mouth we need to speak words again that bring healing words that bring lift people up encourage people now don't get me wrong I'm not saying here that you should never correct or never discipline someone I'm never I'm not saying that 
But even with that, with your words, it should be done out of love, and it should always be done with the right kind of heart. And so I'm just saying that God tells us this. Now, he's not saying to us, listen, I don't want you to, you know, because God even says in Revelation, let me just say this before I make this point. As many as I love, I also rebuke and chasten. So even God loves us so much, he'll rebuke and chasten us. But I'll tell you this, God does it for healing. And what God's words are saying to us, he does it for healing. And he does it because he loves us and because he cares about us. And God's saying to us, I want to, what comes out of your mouth to, to be words that build up, that encourage no unwholesome words. So the first point is this. Let's make a commitment as followers of Christ in our hearts to ask the Holy Spirit to give us strength every day to speak words of healing. And in today's world, I'm not saying that's going to be easy. But I am saying God's powerful enough to give you the strength. And so get on your knees before God every day before you open your mouth and say, God, give me the strength to speak words of healing today. I'm 63 years old, been 64, and I've spoken a lot of words of healing in my life, but I've also spoken a lot of words that have probably hurt people. And so I don't know how many more million words I have to say, but I sure want to commit my life to speak words of healing for the rest of my life. And with that first point, we're now going to go to the baskets of blessing because God has something he wants to say. Now, I'm just going to grab one of these out of here because, oh, this is great. Here it is. Here's what God's saying to you. You are loved. Isaiah 43, 4. Since you are precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. God is saying to you tonight, you may not feel loved by anybody else. You might have had a terrible week of people saying to you mean things and rude things and things that have just hurt your heart. But you know what God says to you tonight? You are loved. God says, I have loved you. How do we know that? Because God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. And because Jesus died on the cross for your sins, you can ask him into your heart. Your sins are forgiven. You're saved and you spend eternity with with the one who loved you first. So if you're here tonight and you've had a bad week, I want to tell you tonight, God loves you. You know how I know it? Because he said it. God said it. Before anything happened, you are loved. Let's do one more. I like this basket of blessing. I would encourage maybe all of y'all to have one in your house and just every once in a while pick one up. Here's one. I like this. I like them all. <laughs> Psalm 138.3. 
In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Do you ever feel sometimes you're just a little winkling, weakling and just can't make it through the day? Well, God's saying to you this. He'll make you strong. That's not my words. That's God's words. Psalm 138.3, In the day when I cried out, you answered me, and you made me bold with strength. Bold with strength. He didn't just make you a little stronger. He made you bold with strength. Because with God, there's boldness. And I'm saying to you that God wants you to be strong with Him. But you can only be strong with God. You can't be strong within yourself. And so the basket of blessing today says this. With this one, it says you can be strong. Do you feel weak tonight? I'm saying turn to God. Turn to the Almighty God. And He will give you strength. No matter what people have said to you this week, no matter what people have done to you this week, God is saying to you, turn to me and I'll make you strong. They still may say stuff, but you'll be strong. Amen? And so that's the first thing that we talked about is healing. And so it's very important that we understand that. The second thing that we understand about words is this. Words should glorify God and not ourselves. Sometimes words of the 860 million words that we speak in our lifetime, I really would like to take a survey of my life if I could look back, but someday I'm going to give an account of all that, of how many of those words I talked about myself and what I've done and what this, you know, look what I did and look what I did. Where the Bible is saying this, let someone else praise you. This is Proverbs 27.2. Let someone else praise you and not of your own mouth. An outsider and not of your own lips. So the Bible is saying this, is God is saying this, if you give the glory to me, he'll bring the blessing to you. But you give the glory to yourself and you're just going to give the blessing to yourself. And so that scripture is saying to us today, it's very, very important that we lift people up, first of all, because when we start lifting people up, this is what happens. When we start to lift people up, what happens is it takes the focus off of us and puts the focus on God through us to help heal that other person. But when we turn inward and we don't glorify God and we just think of ourselves, what happens is we just talk about ourselves. And so what do you do when people around you are discouraging and use negative words and you want to defend yourself to them? Right? I don't think I'm the only one that's that way. And so what do you do? Do you talk about yourself and all the things you've done? And No, you give glory to God. And when you give glory to God, He will bless you. No matter what other people are saying around you, 
no matter what other people are doing around you, it's a very simple truth, and that is this. You give glory to God, he'll take care of the rest. I know sometimes we want to say, look at all I've done, and especially when somebody's criticizing us, but I'm saying to you this, we have done nothing compared to what God's done for us. And so we give God the glory, and God will take care of you. How do I know that? Because His Word, which is tons better than my Word and anybody else's Word, says He will. He's going to take care of us. Let's turn to the basket of blessing. Because I've got to end this sometime. Here we go. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, God says to us, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So it's not what people say to you or do to you. We walk by faith in God, that God is going to take care of you. And God is going to watch over you. And God's going to take care of your anxiety, as we saw earlier. And God is going to comfort you when you have things go on in your life. That's the words that are the true words that we walk by faith in God and not of ourselves. One more. Oh, wow. Ephesians 1.7. In Him we have redemption. Through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Let me read that again. Ephesians 1.7, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the richness of His grace. You know what that's saying? You are forgiven. No matter what's gone on in your life, no matter what you've done in your life, God is here to say to you today, that if you go to Him, repent of your sins, you are forgiven. What a great way to end this time. But before we end, I do want to just kind of give you this wisdom from the Bible. What do you do when people around you have discouraged you and use negative words? Do you fight them? Do you talk back to them? Do you be just as angry as they are? What do you do? I, I, call them, I call these people Mr. Gripey Gus and Mrs. Unhappy Pants. What do you do when you go and you have Gripey Gus and Mrs. Unhappy Pants? What, what do you, how do you deal with them in your life? Well, the Bible tells us. See, I don't tell you tonight. The Bible tells you. It says this. Finally, all of you, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. That's good, isn't it? But with blessing, with healing, with healing, with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. See, God wants us to be different as Christians. 
in a negative and a mean world, he wants you and me to be different. So be careful of the words. Be careful of the 860 million words. But I would hate for you to get to the end of your life and speak a billion words and not speak words kind of like this. God, I'm a sinner and I've fallen short of what you created me to be. Jesus, come into my heart today. Forgive my sins and make me a Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. It wouldn't matter if you spoke two billion words or three billion words. The words come from our heart that we are sinners and that we need Jesus. Now, it doesn't have to be these words, these 36 words. But there is a time in our life that we have to come to the realization that we all have sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. And because our hearts are full of repentance toward God, we realize that we're a sinner. And we believe in our heart that Jesus died on the cross, rose, rose again on that third day. And we say something like this to God. God, forgive me for I am a sinner. That's not 36 words, but listen. It's forgive me for I am a sinner. Come into my heart. Make me a Christian and forgive my sins. You can say a billion words and forget those words. And for all eternity, you'll be separated from God. 